This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. On this week's episode of the podcast, I tell Drew about Scotland! Kilts! Oh, this is going to get us in trouble. This is going to get us in a lot of trouble, probably. Just right off the bat with the accents. Oh, gosh. Eat your haggis. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity. And this week, not brought to you by Rolling Rock, which is what I'm currently drinking. I was going to say brought to you by the sound of beverages opening. But it's an ASMR podcast now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and by we, I mean your most favorite soccer freelance writer and new head writer of the Soccer Minute. So we got cool. a new gig. Oh, look out. Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother. Drew Snavely. Here I am. Here we are. One more episode. Another day. <laughs> yep, yep. Here we are. God nailed it. T- totally nailed it. I really didn't know what to say. You just, you just I absolutely just, crushed I it. I had nothing on my mind, and so that's exactly what you just heard. A, a lot of words that were absolutely meaningless. No Manchester United update. No nothing. Mason Greenwood got <laughs> booted from the England team. <laughs> no, man, he sure did. Mason, uh, uh, Mason Greenwood. That and, sly dog. Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden... Um, Got dropped from England for being unbearably horny in Iceland. Which, yeah. For those of you who do not know, they uh, broke COVID team COVID protocols and invited ladies back to the hotel, the team hotel, and they were busted. They got busted. So, I don't, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what Mason Greenwood's love life looks like at this point in time. I know that Phil Foden has a kid. And uh, like a long-term girlfriend that he has this said child with. Yeah. So that's that's probably not great for him. Not not great. E-e. Especially if that was not his long-term girlfriend. I that don't he was trying to sneak. I in. don't think that the Icelandic girl that was being snuck into the Iceland hotel was his long-term girlfriend. Yikes! Big yikes. Most likely. Well, well, Tony Martial, my guy Anthony, he had a kid. With a wife, and then divorced her for another woman, and like left her. Oh. But he still has the child, and it's not like the greatest look in the world. Well, that's not the great. That's not a great look. But it was after the move to Manchester United. He was making a lot of money. He's young. He's young. He he's, thought he was invincible. He's iconic. All of a sudden, he has a child. Well, no, no, no. He had a child with oh, his. Oh, it was prior. Yes, he had a child. God. With his girlfriend, they got married. He made the move to Manchester United. It was like a couple years later. He's like, you know what? I'm going to start dating this other girl, and we're getting a divorce. So that's not a great look for my guy. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. 
But, I mean, I still love him. <laughs> because of what he does for Manchester United. Because of what he does on the field. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great outlook on the Oh, uh, man. That's a real, like, Dallas Cowboys way of looking at the world, you know? Um, we talked about... Do we talk about Donnie Van de Beek? We haven't. We haven't. Because we accidentally missed, like, a week or two. Yeah. So. Just randomly. Donnie, he's with United. Donnie's with United. I don't. The think, Don. I don't think he's starting, but he's certainly with United. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's just like he's there. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather sign Jaden Sancho. Sure. So you, you whenever should. they feel like announcing that, that'd be cool. I mean, they're not announcing it because it's not happening. Well, but it's not happening yet. That's not happening. Still this summer. Still holding out hope. It's not happening this. Does it's his Does his summer. contract end? Next summer? No. Or oh, okay. No, he, they've got they've got two more windows to sell him in. I think gotcha. I think it ends not next summer, but next winter, mm. or something along those lines. They have they have breathing room. They didn't need to sell him this window, is all I know. Gotcha. So, yep. Uh, he's he's. <clears throat> I think that he is playing with Dortmund this year. Well, I still have my ear to the the transfer wire, and. Apparently, Manchester United is still pursuing him at this time. Well, they're going to have to pay then. Oh, yes. No, definitely. <laughs> they will have to pony up. That thing that they're currently not doing, which is the reason they haven't signed him. Well, they're still working on um, personal terms with him, I, I believe. Well, That's what they say, but they have to pay him. They, yes. they, they also have to pay Dortmund. We're only a week away from the start of the Premier League season. Which is so wild. If something's going to happen... Hopefully it happens soon. Yeah. Uh, Dortmund said that if they didn't get a deal done by like, it was like August 11th or yeah, something like yeah, that, that it wasn't going to happen. And it's now almost a month past that. So I kind of doubt it. Maybe. Shy of Jaden Sancho pulling an Usman Dembele and just stopped showing up to practice and all that stuff and forcing a move through, which he hasn't done. Yes. I doubt it's going to happen. Well, he's a good boy. He's you know, a, he's, he's a good lad. He's a good, he's a good lad. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's not inviting Icelandic models into his hotel room, <laughs> breaking COVID, COVID quarantines and uh, protocols and all that good uh, stuff. Gosh. As far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> Who knows? Drew, with the start of a new Premier League season, though, means we have the start of another season of WTFPL. We do. And we have another fantasy Premier League season. The second tap. edition. Of WTFPL. You, you good, bro? Oh, yeah, I thought I was going to burp, but I recovered. <laughs> yeah, you, your voice just went way <laughs> back in your throat. It did. We do have a, another edition of WTFPL, which is our Fantasy Premier League league. And if you join said league, the winner of it, it's free to join, it's free to play. And if you win, we're giving away a $25 gift card to Away Days Football, as well as some Dead Ball Brothers swag, a t-shirt of your choice from our Teespring store. Swag. We're also just giving a, doing a free Twitter giveaway of those two things right now because we were going to do that yes. for the winner of this last year's FPL, and then we didn't realize that you had like 0. .2 seconds to check who actually won the league before they deleted it for all eternity, and there yeah. was no way to check it. No idea who won the league. Uh, nope. Don't even remember who was in first. And nobody claimed it. Nobody's claimed it. So I did, I did have the... one person who said, I might have won, but I'm not sure. And I was kind of like, let me check with Drew. We might just send you the thing. And I was, and I was basically like, you're the only person who's claimed it. 
and I know that you were near the top. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if you were in first place. And he's like, I don't know either, honestly. And then I, <laughs> and then I said, we were planning on doing a giveaway. And he said, just do that. That's way better. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt. So yes, yeah, yeah. so we're doing a Twitter giveaway, which is just follow the Deadball Brothers Twitter account. That's at DeadballPod. And retweet the giveaway tweet. And we are giving away a $25 gift card to Away Days Football. $25 at that site, by the way, gets you a free mystery kit, which is really, really cool. We're not sponsored by them or anything. We are just paying that out of pocket because we think that's a really cool company and we like supporting them yeah and also a t-shirt from yours truly that you get to pick you know it's a it's the ethical thing to do it is the ethical thing <laughs> like oh no, oh no what do we do the league table disappeared i guess we don't know who to give this <laughs> gift card to but we are doing another season of fpl and we are actually going to give the winner those things this year you know we swear we learn from our mistakes yeah well sometimes sometimes this is one of those mistakes that hopefully we will learn and take with us into this new season. Mm-hmm. WTFPL2, Dead Ball Brothers, and you. That is what I named it. That is the name of the league. I, would, I, didn't, I was going to name it WTFPL2 Electric Boogaloo because that's like the joke that everybody makes. But then like lately the whole like Boogaloo movement thing has been like this weird... Oh, like the alt-right? Yeah. yeah. People trying to like... Like help terrorists, yeah, and turn like the a lot of Black Lives Matter protests into like actual like warfare, gotcha. kind of thing. So yeah. I was like, uh, maybe I'll avoid probably that. not. Maybe yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hey, is that a is that a Scottish accent that, that, uh, that I hear? That that's not a Scottish accent, but we uh, can uh, we can slip into the one for uh, we can get real comfortable <laughs> and slip into one real quick. Uh, Drew, I'm talking to you about Scotland. 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 What is, what is Scotland? What, what is, when you think of Scotland, what do you think of besides kilts? Um, I think of, uh, kind of like cold, miserable weather. But that's just like all of the UK. But specifically Scotland. Gotcha. Because <laughs> they're sheep. Do they have the sheep north. there? Right. They do have sheep. Lots of sheep. I I I think that I associate sheep more with Wales, which is to the south. Yes. As as opposed to Scotland, but uh, Scotland does have sheep. Yes. S- Scotland part of the UK. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. The UK is Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. But not Ireland. But not Ireland, which is his own country, yes. the Republic of Ireland. Yes. So the UK, the United Kingdom, is Scotland, England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and then like a bunch of like tiny, tiny islands. Yes. Like around. in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> well, no, I was saying like, oh, don't they have some stuff? They in- have territories, but it's not part of the UK. Gotcha. Um, but like in the like the English Channel, like there's tiny islands. There's like Jersey. Jersey and yes. Guernsey and all these things. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah, Go go wild. Go wild. Um, I was just reading about Jersey in a book. And then Great Britain is none of those things that are off the main territory. So Great Britain is just Scotland, England, Wales. Gotcha. And then the British Isles are all of it, including the Republic of Ireland. Gotcha. They're kind of considered part of the British Isles, even yes. though they're independent. There's a whole history there. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, yeah, yeah, when I think of Scotland, I think of cold, miserable weather. 
Okay. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, I think of like uh, some like beautiful scenery, some rolling green hills. Uh, I think of uh, Edinburgh has some like very neat looking cathedrals. Yes. And colleges there. Um, I think of Scotland Yard, which is not in Scotland. <laughs> It's is in it, London. I was going to say, isn't that like the government headquarters it's, or something it's, like that? It's, it's police headquarters for England. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about... We're not talking about any of that. Any of that. Drew, I'm talking to you about the Scottish national football team. Yes. And their journey in the 1998 World Cup. Okay. But... Before we got that, yes, we're going to do a little bit of background. Okay. A little bit of history for you on the Scottish national please, soccer team. Please. On November 30th, 1872. Okay. <laughs> quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah. The world's first international soccer match was played between the first country to set up a nationalized football association, England, yes. and the second country to do so, Scotland. Scotland. Good job. Proud of you. That's where I thought it was going in that mm-hmm. direction. It happened after English FA secretary Charles Alcock ran several challenges for Scotland to play England in Scottish newspapers in both Glasgow and Edinburgh, which is really which is a which is a very funny way to go about setting up an international match. Yeah. He basically was just like, Oi, come get it. Like, <laughs> come get it. <laughs> But you can't beat us. <laughs> That's more or less what he did. Yes. <laughs> he challenged them via newspaper. And Scotland was like, I guess we, we have no choice but to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have Because otherwise we're cowards. Yes. yes. And we're not going out like that. No, Everybody absolutely knows. not. Uh, yeah, so that, that, hey, you want this smoke kind of tactic? It yeah. worked. The match was played in Glasgow. Uh, and there were 4,000 people in attendance. The match ended in a nil-nil draw. It's like, like even all the way back then, they were trying to tell us something. Cracker of a match. <laughs> oh, the boys all played really hard. <laughs> so a lot of hot out there. A good, a good effort. <laughs> a little grit. Uh, thus began the phenomenon of international soccer, which eventually gave rise to FIFA, the World Cup, uh, and the World Cup, which might just be the most prestigious trophy in, in any sport anywhere in the world. Yes. England... Well, not having nearly as much international success as they probably would have liked to have had, has spent most of their history competing in international competitions as a top team. They are, after all, one of only eight teams to win the men's version of the World Cup in the 90 years the competition has been around. And they will never let you forget about that. No, never ever. Scotland, on the other hand has fared much differently in international competition. Namely, they've been very bad. Yes, not good. Despite the fact that Scottish clubs throughout history have been considered some of the finest teams in the world, particularly in the 60s and 70s with Celtic and Rangers' respective successes in Europe. Yeah. And those teams were just filled with Scottish players. They were just like front to back. They had a lot of Scottish players playing on those teams. And now they have... Darren Fletcher. <laughs> and uh, Rangers are being coached by old Stevie G. Stevie G. Well, they don't have Darren Fletcher anymore. He is retired. Yeah, he's out. But I believe he was Scottish. He was Scottish. Yes. <laughs> just like the kind of very classic tall. It's just 
English slash Scottish forward. Hey, you're a, you're a, you're a big guy. You yeah. look like you you know how to kick a ball around. <laughs> you look like you wouldn't get hacked down. <laughs> kind of the most important thing. Now, despite the fact that Celtic and Rangers were have spent periods where they have been so dominant, champions of Europe, all that stuff. Scotland has never been great on the largest international stages. This is partly due to the Scottish FA turning up their noses at the idea of a World Cup initially. Ah. They refused to send a Scottish team to the 1950 World Cup, even though they qualified. What? They said, if we win, it was like uh, the, like a, a British nation's championship kind of thing. Yeah. And FIFA said, hey, the top two teams can play in the World Cup. And Scotland said, if we win, we'll play. But if we don't win, we won't. And they came in second place. So they didn't win this little thing, which uh-huh. meant they qualified for the World Cup. And FIFA was like, hey, you qualified for the World Cup. And Scotland was like, nah. No, we didn't. What? <laughs> so <laughs> Such so a they, weird so pride thing. So they didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, which is, yes, it is a very, very strange pride thing. They then followed that up by sending a squad to the 1954 event, which they qualified for in the same way. But they only sent 13 players. Huh. 22 players were allowed yeah, in each yeah. squad, and they only sent 13. Two subs. Yep. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> Nobody else. I, I, uh, I wonder at the time, I don't know if the, at the time if any substitutes were allowed in games. Uh, I don't know if it was still that period so of like, soccer. We know what we want. We but, know the players. Uh, squad rotation was not going to be a possibility. No. <laughs> not remotely. But since the onset of the World Cup and European Championship, Scotland has qualified for eight World Cup finals and two European Championships. In those ten competitions, they have never managed to make it past the first round. Oh, wow. They've never even made it out of a group stage, ever. Wow, I didn't realize that. In their that. history. That's crazy. That's a I mean, wild statistic. It's, it's pretty... It's not shocking now... Like, if you think of Scotland in recent right. terms, but back in the day, I mean, that's yeah. just crazy. No, like, in the 60s and 70s, Celtic and Rangers, like, those were two of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Saying those team names were saying, like, those were those were teams that were on par with, like, Real Madrid. Yeah. Liverpool, the whatever of the world. Like, they were that good. And now they're starting Scott McTominay at center mid. <laughs> Man, they sure are. <laughs> <laughs> Which sets us up very well for what we're really here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Scotland, but what we're really here to talk about is World Cup songs. And what might be the worst World Cup song to ever be written and performed. Oh, gosh. Now, let me clarify what I mean by that a little bit. There have been a lot of World Cup songs over the years. Some of them, bangers. Slap. Completely just... Nonstop heat. I was literally just listening to Waving Flag. Canon. A couple days ago. Some of them, awful. Not good. Yes. Some of them are Waka Waka by Shakira, which was all about bringing the World Cup to Africa for the first time, and for some reason they got a very fair-skinned Colombian woman to sing it. Yeah, this is definitely definitely weird. (laughs) Who knows why? Not me. I don't know why. As far as I can tell, the first World Cup anthem was called El Rock de, del Mundial by Los Ramblers, which was the anthem for the 1962 World Cup in Chile. 
But in addition to all the official overarching World Cup songs, individual countries often have a tradition of putting out their own World Cup songs. Do you have any songs that come to mind as country World Cup songs that people have sang? Country? Like what? Like... Not like the genre country. No, music. no, 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 like, no. Not country music. Like World Cup songs that like countries put out for their teams, for their fans to sing and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that I could think of some. I just don't know any off the top of my head. There's one that we have referenced several times on this podcast. <laughs> okay. It's Coming Home. Oh, well, yeah. Which has been used for the 1996 European Championships, the 1998 World Cup, and the 2018 World Cup. Yes. They've used it three different times. Also, another one, in 2006, Don't Tread by Clint Dempsey, oh, a.k.a. Shoot. Deuce, yes. was yes. definitely used as a World Cup anthem that by the United States of America. Anthem. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think any song that is supposed to cheer on a World Cup team to victory is inevitably going to be kind of a bad song. Yeah, terrible. Like, it's not going to be objectively a good song. Yeah, not good. I, I, I don't... Maybe if somebody used Nuck If You Buck as their anthem, then <laughs> you'd have a good song, but, but usually you're not going to have a good song as your anthem. Yeah. But I think there's also a definitive line between songs that are just really cheesy and bad and actually good songs that maybe aren't the best songs for cheering a team on to victory. It's Coming Home, for example, is not a good song. Yes. But it is great at cheering a team on and getting fans to rally around something of a battle cry. I think the same can be said for different chants, like I Believe That We Will Win. Yes. It seems kind of cheesy, definitely. U-S-A. <laughs> U-S-A. Okay, but like Portugal says the same thing. They just say Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, it's not a good chant, yeah. but it gets the team going. It gets everybody going. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking about the other type of anthem here. An anthem that might be a good song, but if you're a player, you'd never want to hear that song sung in the stands while you're playing, like yeah. ever. Yeah. Which is why we need to talk about Scotland and the 1998 World Cup. Now, Scotland's best ever international performance might have come at Euro 96. Manager Craig Brown's team opened the tournament by drawing nil-nil with the Netherlands, which was a big deal. The Netherlands had defeated Scotland in the last European Championship and had gone on to reach the semifinals of that competition. In addition, England was in their group and had drawn with Switzerland in their first match, which meant that all teams were even going into the second game, and as a result... Uh, or no, and a result against England would likely see Scotland through to the next round, in addition to England being a massive rival for Scotland. Yes. They always want to beat England. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. So, Scotland needed a result against England, basically is what I'm saying. Yes. It was one of Scotland's most heartbreaking losses ever against England that sealed their fate, however. An Alan Shearer second-half goal gave England the lead at Wembley Stadium. They were uh -huh. playing in London. And a resurgent Scottish side couldn't come back after Scottish midfielder Gary McAllister hit a penalty directly at England keeper David Seaman. Mm. I will pause to let our audience, <laughs> who I imagine is nearly as immature as we are, <laughs> to laugh at that name for a couple oh, seconds. man. You know what? I did go to high school with a kid whose last name was Seaman. Was it was it spelled S E A M A N? 
Because this is how this one is spelled. Like a sailor. Yeah. He's yeah, a seaman. Yeah. But David Seaman. Yeah. Some guys would have like horrible jokes yep. and say his middle name was Eaton. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. No, it's terrible. Yep. Even though it's like a sailor. You know. Scotland went on to lose to England 2 nothing. <laughs> just moving on. Yeah, just moving on. We're just, <laughs> we're just not going to address it. And though they beat Switzerland in the final game of the group stage and England trounced the Netherlands 4-1, to the Netherlands barely squeaked by Scotland on goal differential out of the group stage. It was yet another heartbreak for Scottish fans, as the team had been knocked out of the previous European Championship in the group stage by one point, the 1990 World Cup, the 1990 World Cup by two points, and had been eliminated in three successive World Cups on goal differential. Dang. In 1974, 1978, and 1982. Jeez, it's like England losing on penalties. Yes, like rough, rough yeah. life for Scotland in this time period. It's understandable then that by the time Scotland qualified for the 1998 World Cup, Scottish fans might have been uh, kind of a pessimistic bunch. That was nothing, however, compared to the song that became the team's anthem, and ironically, became one of the most popular songs ever released by the band who made it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you this week by DoorDash. Now, I don't think that most people need an introduction to DoorDash at this point. I know I certainly don't, as a person who has used it multiple times just in the last couple of days to get food. But basically, it is a delivery service for places that you normally would not be able to get delivery food service from, which makes it perfect for times like these. Now, if you don't know what it is, DoorDash is an app. You open your DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off settings that you can choose inside the app. You can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, whatever you like. And also, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. You just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Now, right now, Our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Remember, code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. This podcast is also brought to you by NFL Sunday Ticket. Sundays are coming back in the NFL, and with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And we are back for the second half of the podcast. Adam, we are talking about anthems. And I'm not talking about 
Good Charlotte's Anthem. <laughs> we're not talking about the Anthem by Good Charlotte, no. But. If we were, I would throw all my hands up. Oh, it's the only thing that you that's, can do. Because that's the Anthem. This yeah. is the Anthem. Throw all your hands up. Throw all your hands up. You. Don't want to be just like you. No. No, not Absolutely at all. Not. No, definitely not. We were talking about Scotland <laughs> and their World Cup anthem. Yes, we are. For the 1998 World Cup? Yep. 1998. Totally crushed it. So, over the course of 1996 and 1997, Scotland navigated its way through Europe's World Cup qualifying process rather well. Which is good, considering their group consisted of Austria, Sweden, Latvia, Estonia, Belarus, and themselves. Okay. That is not the toughest group I've ever seen in my life. No, very easy. Scotland dropped a 2-1 game in Sweden and had two draws to Austria and Estonia, but won the rest of its games. Finishing the group in second place and as the highest ranked second place finisher in all of the UEFA groups... Qualified for the World Cup automatically without going into a playoff match. Oh, so very cool. Almost as good as just finishing in first. Yeah, just you know, doing it. Just doing it all in one. If you're not first, sometimes it still pays off to be the best second place finisher. Sometimes you're not last. <laughs> Scotland was once again heading to the World Cup, and the Scots needed a song that would cheer them on. Oh yeah. The Scottish FA appropriately commissioned a Scottish band to make the song for them and not, you know, Shakira. The band's name was Delamitri, a Glasgow soft rock band best known for its song Nothing Ever Happens, an acoustic guitar-driven song featuring backing accordion with a chorus built around the phrase, Nothing Ever Happens, Nothing Happens At All. (laughs) The needle returns to the start of the song and we all sing along like before. And we'll all be lonely tonight and lonely tomorrow. Wow. Now, to me, those lyrics read as big flashing red warning signs that say, hey, this band probably isn't going to release a rah-rah, optimistic, happy World Cup go team song that we can cheer to. Yeah, definitely not. But Scotland still went ahead. Yeah, why not? (laughs) They're like, you know what? Delamitri. These are our guys. Delamitri is our guys. (laughs) That's what we're going to do right there. Delamitri subsequently released... The Scotland World Cup Anthem, which they titled, Don't Come Home Too Soon. Oh, my gosh. We're off to a great start. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to get better, my friend. It was an acoustic guitar song that sounded like something people sang in a pub when they were drunk and a little bit sad. Yeah. Here are the lyrics to the song in full. Oh, heck yeah. So long. Go and do your best. (laughs) (laughs) These guys open up the song with, if you had fun, you won. (laughs) Go and do your best. Go and do your best. (laughs) Let all France have whiskey on its breath. Very Scottish. Yes. The world may not be shaking yet, but you might prove them wrong. Even long shots make it. (laughs) So go then. (laughs) Out into history and show them how easy it can be. And you might not believe it yet, but pretty soon you'll see even long shots make it. Just don't come home too soon. Just don't come home too soon. I don't care what people say. <laughs> I don't care how bad people tell you. I don't you. care what the people say. I don't care that they say that we suck. I don't care. 
we can laugh it all away. If I have a dream at all, it's that for once you won't be on that stupid plane. <laughs> oh, thank gosh. <laughs> oh, it's good. And the world may not be shaking yet, but you might prove them wrong. Even long shots make it. Just don't come home too soon. Mm. Just don't come home too soon. I don't care what people say. <laughs> We're going to laugh it all away. What? And that's all the lyrics. That's wow. the entire song. Well, I don't know about you, but me not being from Scotland. I'm ready still, to win a World Cup, baby! <laughs> I am so moved by those lyrics. <laughs> I could want, run through a wall right now. Oh, run dude, through I'll, a raw. Run, I could run through a wall. Raw. raw. Like crazy. Like crazy. You have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the song. Okay. That is the song that was the 1998 Scottish World Cup anthem. Did they pay them money to do that? I would imagine so, yes. Wow. Good for them, honestly. Now, here's the thing about this song. It's actually, I think, a good song. There's some really good lines in here. Let all France have whiskey on its breath is a great line. Yeah. Like, objectively, that's a fun line. And it also makes me think of the cinematic classic, A Knight's Tale, when Heath Ledger and his crew are in a tavern arguing with these French knights, and somebody says the Pope might be French, but Jesus was English. Ah, Yes. Love a Night's Tale. Wow. Mary and I just watched that like a few weeks it ago. It is such a good film. It's, it's good film. so fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun film. On the other hand, this is the exact opposite of a pump-up song. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very downer. <laughs> or a song fans can sing to get excited to cheer for. No fan is singing this to cheer for a team. Yeah, you're not going to get that. Um, the supporters aren't going to be singing that in the stands. Absolutely not. No. Would be a bad look. Would feel bad as a player. <laughs> I feel like they'd rather chant Scott Land. Scott, Scott T. Land. Land. Scott T. Yeah. Land. Because it has to be three syllables. Yeah. That chant only works with three syllables. Everybody yes. knows that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, it's very, as a player, I would not want to hear my fans sing, go on, do your best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to hear my fans sing, I believe that we will win. Even when we're playing like Germany in a World Cup, I still want to believe that I will win. Yeah, and you don't want to keep on reminding how much of a long shot it is for you to to do well. In every single chorus of the song. Every single chorus. Yeah, no. And and this goes back to what I was saying with anthems and pump-up songs are typically not good songs. Yes. And songs that are good songs are also probably not good anthem or pump-up songs yes this is why the star spangled banner is just not that great of a song compared to knuck if you buck by crime mob exactly yes which yes. which slaps slaps to so this hard. day to this day to this day shouts out to me in middle school <laughs> so this is a sad song written by fans who had only known international heartbreak and were not expecting their team to do anything at all at the world cup the, I mean, the first line of the song, again, is literally, go try your best. Yes. If you, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just what it is. <laughs> if you had fun, you won. The song received heavy criticism in Scotland <laughs> because everyone pointed out, hey, this song is super sad and is predicting that we don't do well in the <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> Probably. Yes. I can imagine. Yes. But despite that, reached number one on the Scottish charts... 
Wow. And number it's... 15 overall on the UK charts, making it Delamitri's third highest charting single ever in the UK. Wow. I was going to say... So it clearly connected with some people. The, <laughs> the decorated list of the, the Scottish top 100. Number one spot. Number one. Numero uno, baby. I don't know how many artists there are in, in Scotland. The UK charts is like a pretty good... Like, getting into the top 20 on the UK charts is a big deal. Yes, UK That's charts. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it. And they were number one in their home country. So, hey. I can't say that I was number one at anything you really in my can. home country. Neither can I. Yeah. Neither of us can. Scotland opened the 1998 World Cup by playing the defending champions, Brazil. Okay. Not the kindest opening match that you could get scheduled for. Surprisingly, though, the Scots put up a strong showing, playing close with the Brazilian team that would make it all the way to the finals of the event, eventually losing 2-1. to one. Tight game. Wow. Little shame in losing to Brazil in a World Cup. Yeah, it must no, be said. Definitely. Scotland followed with a 1-1 draw with Norway. A result which put them third in the group, but only a point behind the Norwegians, with Norway playing Brazil in the last game of the group. That seemed doable for Scotland. Yes. Like, there is a clear We can path. do this. Yeah. We win. Norway loses. We're in. Done. Yes. Wipe our hands. On to the next stage. Yes. Finally. Finally. <laughs> with Rod Stewart in attendance and the Tartan army in full voice. Okay. Scott, Rod Stewart was actually there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Scotland took on Morocco in its final group stage game. And they got absolutely annihilated. No. The Scottish defense just couldn't manage to defend Morocco's counterattack, which consisted mostly of launching long balls up for their forwards, who were able to run by the Scottish defense without much trouble. Brutal. The first two goals Morocco scored, Scottish goalkeeper and one-time Manchester United player... Jim Layton, put up a poor showing. Okay. Letting the first goal slip into the goal literally right under his armpit. Ah. And pushing the second goal, a shot almost directly at his head, up and over his body, presumably trying to push it out of bounds, but instead sending it bouncing back into his own net. Like, literally just pushed it up, and it kind of, like, <laughs> looped and then bounced a couple times as it trickled into the net. Oh it's like, oh, man, this is a... This is terrible. This is rough. Yeah. The third goal was yet another counterattack, this time taking a deflection that, that uh, left Leighton no chance. Current ESPN analyst, Craig Burley. Okay. Oh, Craig Burley. Craig. Also managed to get himself a red card during the game, putting Scotland down to 10 men. Oh, no. Scotland crumbled, and they were bounced from the World Cup at the hands of a 3-0 defeat to Morocco. Yeah, that's rough. The game turned out not to matter too much as Norway beat an already qualified Brazil side 2-1 in the other game. But there was little pride to be salvaged from a last place group finish, managing only one point in the group stage. Yeah. And they only managed on points to beat two teams in total in the entire competition. Japan... And these United States of America, baby, who finished joint bottom of the entire competition yeet, with yeet. zero points. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Do you know who's in our group? Um, 
Yes. I know one team that was in our group. I'm pretty sure Iran was in our group. Iran, dude. Iran. I'm pretty sure Iran was in our group. That was a big deal because we got our butts kicked by them. Iran. Okay. All right. I get it. I said it wrong. I I correct my error. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ultimately, Delamitri's song proved to be pretty accurate, actually, when you look back at at everything. Crushed it, really. Uh, Plenty of Scottish fans went to France. Probably drank a lot of whiskey, yeah. I'm guessing. Whiskey was on their breaths. But ultimately were long shots in every sense of the word. And despite the song's rather weak pleas, did indeed come home too soon on that <laughs> stupid plane. That stupid, that's, stupid that's, plane. That's, that's the best line of the whole song. There's no one to see on that stupid plane. That stupid plane. <laughs> 1998 was the last time Scotland qualified for a World Cup or a European Championship, for that matter. Their closest attempt at qualifying for a major international final coming in 2008 Euro qualification, where they were put in a qualification group that included Italy and France and missed qualifying by two points. Wow. Rough. Brutal. Similarly, Delamitri have never managed to reach the lofty chart position that Don't Come Home Too Soon achieved in Scotland and the UK since its release in 1997. As a World Cup anthem... It will always go down as one of the strangest and most depressing a country has ever commissioned to cheer on their team. <laughs> it's certainly no, no, don't tread on this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, not even close. But as a song and an ode to a country who helped form the basis of international soccer around the world and whose international fortunes have been something of an extended tragedy, I think the song itself is actually quite good. And at the very least, it is a quintessential Scottish song, sung by Scotsmen, and not Shakira. Hey, sometimes that's uh, that's all you need. Just a song from somebody whose country it belongs to. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. That's it. And that is it. That's, <laughs> that's the story that's of the Scotland's story. 1998 World Cup and... The song Don't Come Home Too Soon by Delamitri. They came home soon. They was it did. too soon? It was probably too soon. Too soon for maybe the fans, but in the grand scheme of things... It was most likely too soon for what they had in mind. Yeah, probably. I'm assuming. Yeah. Some sources for this story. We had Richard Wilson for BBC Scotland, John Dingwall for The Daily Record, Tom Victor for Planet Football, and Jeremy Allen for the BBC. Very cool. Bada bing, bada boom. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. I just narrate myself sometimes. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's it. That's Man. the story. Yeah. That, was, that uh, song terrible. is one of the funniest things I've ever, uh, I've ever listened to. Terrible anthem for like... It really is. To pump up a, a soccer team. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like the last thing that I want to listen to. You can... you can. There is like lists. You can just look up like best and worst World Cup anthems of all time. And that's routinely in the bottom yeah because it is so sad and so like clearly like oh we're not going to do anything at this world cup kind yeah. of thing. but it is funny because i do i do legitimately think it's actually a good song yeah like like oh this is actually kind of like there's some good lyrics there's some there's some good lyrics here it's like it's a little bit deeper than your average song oh yeah, yeah. i mean they're artists and i can see that being like their last big thing because 
probably in the eyes of their fans, they were selling out to do an anthem for the Scottish national team. And then also on the flip side of that, so that, I mean, they lost those fans there. Yeah. On the flip side of that, everybody who listened to the Scottish national anthem and they're like, man, this is terrible. And then the Scottish national team does terrible at the world cup. They're like, we're never listening to these guys again. And so that's just like career ending. <laughs> I did in my, in my research for this, did see that they are getting back together. Oh, getting the band back They're together. Getting the band back together. They've been kind of on hiatus for like a decade How or so. How old are they? They're pretty old. They I formed was, in the 80s. I was going to say. So they've been around for, for a real long time. Ancient. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Take it easy. Your boy, I mean, your boy was born in 1991, so I was almost formed in the 80s. Yeah, but 1980 was 40 years ago. It wasn't 1980. They released their first album in 1989. Okay. Fine. So they're like 31 years old. <laughs> sure. It's a long time. It is. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Because you have to think like they're probably like in their 20s when yes. they formed the band. Uh-huh. So they're all like mid 50s now. Yeah, they're they're older folk. Yeah. Not to say that any of you listening in your <laughs> 50s are older folk, but uh, yeah, so these I, guys specifically are older folk. I feel like it's ancient for a band, not ancient for a human a being. A person, yeah. Yeah. You're definitely old. As If you're a band and you're in your 50s, you're old. Yeah, I feel like... Like, ain- like the Foo Fighters guys? Those guys are old. They're old, yeah. They're in, they're well into their 40s? 40s, I mean, 50s. 50s? Yeah, 50s at this point. Just hang up the mic, put it back on the stand, walk off the stage. Maybe throw your shirt into the crowd. Maybe throw your shirt into the crowd. Go a little crazy. Do one last body, sir. Yeah. I don't know. For the fans. Just for the fans. Just for the fans. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, which is just about as dumb as all the rest of them, but this week maybe a little bit extra dumb. I don't know about all that. <laughs> if you want to continue supporting us, uh, the best way you can do so is leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, uh, give us a, giving us a little five-star rating and leaving us a review. It helps more people see it. That helps more people see the podcast in the charts and the algorithms and all those good things that mean numbers that I don't know exactly how they work. I just know that the more people review our podcast, the more people will eventually see it. So if you could do that, that would be super appreciated. Super dope. Super, super dope. The dopest. We also have some social media, which Drew can tell you all about. Oh, yeah. You can follow us at DeadballPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Deadball Brothers on Facebook. I don't think we have a specific at, but it's just Deadball Brothers on Facebook. You can give us an email, deadballpod at gmail.com, for any questions, concerns, story ideas, um, if you hate our podcast and you want, uh, to use it as an outlet to vent, uh, you can, you can do that as well. And we're, I promise, we're here for you. we promise to respond within the next six months. Uh, we definitely will. We tell 100%. 100% we will we'll respond within six months. <laughs> and you didn't talk about the Teespring store, did you? I did not we talk about a, the yeah, Teespring and store. And if you would like some merchandise from us, we have some, we have t-shirts, we have a long sleeve t-shirt, we have a hoodie. And that can be found at our Teespring store, which the link to it will be in the description below this little podcast player yes. that you're probably looking at right and now. And don't let this dumb, dumb, dumb episode distract you from the fact that it's not that dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, continue. Don't let it distract you from the fact that WTFPL is back and up again. Once again, we gave it a little shot and it's uh, 
pumping. It's pumping. It's full of life. Uh, a little bit of adrenaline going through its veins. We if you are, want the league code to that, you can find it on our Twitter. Yes, I was going to say we will post that shortly. I think you already posted, already posted that it. today. Yeah, it's it done been posted. It's posted. So, so, thank you so much for listening. And as always, my name is Adam Lucas Navely, and I am Drew, and we love you very, very platonically, but with all of our hearts. Bye bye now. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs>